Boys. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. Uh, Didi, I'm not going to let you start this episode. It's all good. I don't need to. Because <laughs> uh, we'll I, see about that. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. I have some. I have something to. We do the segment, get it off your chest every week. I have something additional, and I think it's going to spark a little bit of discussion here. So I'm going to start this episode off. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is a vibe. Officially. No. Officially a vibe, boys. That song is not bad at all it's like actually catchy and i enjoyed it so what's going on because there was way too much hate about that song about Kiefer sutherland last week and that song did not deserve it i'm telling you telling you that song did not deserve it what are we doing Edie, why don't you restart this episode with your pull open? Let's let's try to figure this. Let's try to get this back on the rails here. What about that song made you say, "Wow, I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join the Kiefer Sutherland hive." Thank you. Do this. I will tell you. I will tell you. First of all, did you guys know Kiefer Sutherland's been making music since 2016? Oh, I found out last week. Did not know that. I did not know that. So like going into that last week, I thought this was a legit Vin Diesel situation. Like out of nowhere, this guy made a song, but Kiefer's been at it. Okay. Kiefer's got cred. Kiefer's been at this as I listened to the song. Okay. Is his voice great? No, obviously it's not great. Um, are the lyrics deep? No, obviously they're not deep. But the that... elements of a song there, Chris. I hope you have something coming to you. <laughs> no, no, no. What? A hell of a bridge or something. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> How does that differ from like 80 to 90% of the country music that's on the radio today? Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> now you're finally understanding why I don't like country music. <laughs> the majority of country music is about like making it catchy a song you can drink to and like some story that has a phrase or a note in it that can resonate, right? Like something that you're like, yeah, okay, cool. That 90% of country music is that way. There's not a lot of country music stars that are going out there and like really getting deep into the issues or the emotions. They're mainly creating music that you can drink to like, that's primarily what we're doing here in country music. And when I heard that song, I was like, yeah, I could totally see like being in Nashville and hear this song and like be drinking a beer and be like, yeah, that's a catchy song. Cool. I like it. Wow. Um, I mean, is it because you noticed that he like has a passion for music? Is that what this has to do with Chris? No, I realized that he's been making music that long uh, about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> that was the last fact that I learned about Kiefer Sutherland and his musical career. I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I really don't. You, you're right about country music and lyrics and the message and about being about you know a song you can drink to, but catchy and a song you could vi- there's no vibe here at all this dude <laughs> should need just needs to step away it's i cannot be convinced otherwise i i really can't i'm trying to hold back the passion that i have for this right now and kind of how angry i am but i'm i'm glad Diddy's at least you know at least trying to help peel the onion back here to see that there's a deeper meaning behind why you seem to enjoy this song i i I got to say, I'm shocked. I will say <laughs> this was one way to start. I did not know this was how we were going to start the show. I am blown away. <laughs> and I also just think you like Keith or Sutherland because you know, he has a passion for music. You found out 15 minutes ago. 
He has a passion for music. And you're like, you know what? I'm the prince of positivity, right? When, when did, how long ago did I text you guys and say, I've got the cold open for this episode? Like two days ago. Yeah. The first, when I listened to the playlist on Monday for the first time, I heard the song once and I was like, this is not a bad song. And so it has nothing to do. I didn't know his musical background at that point in time. Okay. But somebody's got to defend Kiefer. And I'm, he should I'm, be the I'm only guy. one. He should be the only one that does that. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for, I'm team Kiefer. Let's go. This is a dangerous precedent. It really is. He's going to be very happy. I hope so. Wow. Well, if he saw the, the video clip in our tweet from last week, he, he won't know that he has any supporters in this team. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this isn't going to get clipped. So <laughs> no, you're damn right. <laughs> well, it has to now. It has to now. Chris loves the worst song of 2022. It's far from it. It's not getting my brunchy vote, but I just had to, I had to, before we dive into the meat of the menu, I had to, I had to give Kiefer some love. And now we can get in, go, Didi, we get into the welcome to the brunch breakdown thing. Thank you for giving me this platform. Hashtag team Kiefer. Wow. Welcome to the brunch breakdown where we're usually, I, I usually stand by our musical tastes, but now I'm questioning it. Uh, it's Didi out here in Los Angeles, Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. Today on the show, we've got some fun topics. Uh, Rent.com put out, they're uh, best cities for pizza rankings and uh, analytics and a special city to us. It's on another rent.com list. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to give you um, a, the hot and ready pizza for a little Caesars. It is no longer $5. We'll talk about that. And also, we saw a tweet that said, name a song by a woman that you sing with your whole chest your whole chest and i cannot wait to find out what your picks are because i know i have some picks too and of course also what we're listening to and get it off your chest and everything we do here on the brunch breakdown but dan to get us started let us know man where they can find the brunch breakdown yes everywhere you listen to podcasts you can find us at the brunch dip breakdown new episodes each and every thursday coming your way Again, we encourage you to hit follow, hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you. They'll be ready first thing in the morning. Don't wait around for us. Don't look for those links. Let it come to you if you're a follower or a subscriber anywhere that you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Again, every Thursday. And if you could, leave us a rating wherever you decide to listen. It's new to Spotify, so we're encouraging people to leave us a rating there as well. Simple one through five star rating anywhere you listen. Our full video episodes are available on YouTube and Facebook also every Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific is when those premiere and available on demand. Anytime you want to watch those, again, Facebook and YouTube. Speaking of Facebook, of course, we're everywhere on social media. Simply search at Brunch Breakdown. Find us, follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, each and every one of those. And don't forget, now this may sound... There comes a warning label with this now all of a sudden to follow the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify because you know one third of us that's choosing these songs supports Kiefer Sutherland. And we just had that wonderful discussion. So at your own risk, Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. See, lacking credibility, Dan. You, you put Kiefer on the playlist. You opened this can of worms, okay? This is, don't blame me. It's don't true, but I thought me. I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought you I was know, safe. Kiefer Sutherland has like over 75,000 followers on Spotify. We need that's to do a lot. A, that's, that's too many. That's there. That's way too many. That's they a lot more than a lot be. of the artists that we put on our, on our plate. I'm just saying, man, it's, I'm not giving him a Grammy. Okay. I'm just saying it's not that bad. It's, it's a, it's a catchy song. I think more people like Yaya Ding Dong than like Kiefer Sutherland's singing. <laughs> reaction let's go <laughs> i don't know i don't know about that well boys uh, i think we all need this now it's bruise day uh chris i'm afraid <laughs> what you're drinking is gonna be bad but uh get us started man let us know what are you sipping on this week and i hope it's not Kiefer sutherland light or something <laughs> uh, 
to, as far as I know, Kiefer Sutherland does not have a uh, beer, but he does have yeah. a song about whiskey. So perhaps, of course, he does. <laughs> um, no, actually, Didi, I'm drinking this beer for you because I think you would absolutely love this. And I need you guys to help me remember to bring one of these to Dan's bachelor party. Okay. Sweet. Uh, Gotta be some pineapple, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there's no pineapple, but there's a oh. lot of, there's a lot of citrus. There's a lot of citrus fruit in here. Okay. Um, this is once again from the OG, my favorite brewery, raised grain. We're having this Citra IPA and, um, this this just has Daniel Dudley written all over it. And and I like I said, I got to bring one of these to the bachelor party so that you can have it. Or uh, if you're listening out there, you could DM us uh, because if you slide into our DMs, we'll just give you DD's address and you can mail it to him. Uh, if you're from the Wisconsin area, we don't care. So shoot us a DM. We'll shoot you his address. It's not my address. I don't care. But uh, I got to bring one of these for DD. It's a West Coast IPA. It is packed with Citra hops. It's just Mwah, chef's kiss from the first from the this first sniff to the first taste to the end um this is this is another candidate for i'm <laughs> just throwing out like we're all of us are just throwing out end of the year award winners <laughs> in january we're three weeks into january and all of a sudden yeah the brunchies are over <laughs> yeah this is my second uh candidate uh early watch list for beer of the year but this one is wow. is tremendous and uh I hope you enjoy it when you taste it, Didi, but it's, it's very delightful. Oh. And not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous about drinking a beer when my wife could go into labor at any moment. <laughs> because for our first child, I had a uh, glass of bourbon and then my wife went into labor and I was feeling good on that drive to the uh, hospital. So a little, little worried about this, but we're going to, we're gonna see how it goes tonight. Oh boy. When's wait, when's the due date? We are uh under two weeks. Okay, under two weeks. All right, because yeah. you didn't respond to the messages. So I sent Dan a text on the side and I was like, is Katie in labor? Oh. Is, is the due date like soon? <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like the 19th, but it's not. No, no, so. we're we're about two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah. Then I just found out you were ignoring us. So that's fine. You were listening <laughs> to Keeper Sutherland. So that's right. what it was. Keeper on repeat. Couldn't yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. All right, guys. I got one that I've had on the podcast before, but I love this beer. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery Pulp Art IPA. I love this can. I love this beer. It's a hazy IPA. It's just super good. And, you know, it's just the mainstay in my house these days. And I just love it. It's got nice tropical hops. You know, I love my tropical hops. I love my pineapples. I love my flavors. And this one, every time. Same. And it also gives you like, there's a distinct Brooklyn brewery taste that they have and you taste that in there too. So if you like Brooklyn lager, if you like the Brooklyn East India IPA, you're going to like this too. So uh, check it out. You can get it. Brooklyn uh, pulp art IPA. Excellent. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going a little bit more on the macro scale than I typically go this week uh, from our good friends at Southern tier brewing big fans big fans of what Southern tier does. Um, I've got their Blackwater series, nitro creme brulee Imperial milk stout here today. It's just like I mentioned, it's been in the teens all week. This needs some little, little warm me up a little bit and, and this will do it. I got to crack this bad boy now, since we're talking nitro probably, yep. Did you, did you hear that near explosion? <laughs> now you know why I waited. Um, actually, properly shouldn't be drinking this out of a can, and I didn't realize that till now. Here's a, here's a tip. When you're drinking a nitro that's in a can, you don't pour it like a you would a traditional beer, right, with a glass to the side and kind of slow as the thing cascades up. What you're supposed to do is – glass flat on the table and flip the can up 180 degrees completely over and don't do it slow. Let it just pour out naturally the way that it is. It seems like it's a contradiction to how you should pour anything right straight up like that. But in nitro, that's actually the best way to do it. So you can try to keep that nitro um, flavor 
really is, is almost what it is. It's a, it's a texture. It's a flavor. It's the gas that they use. Um, and it's phenomenal, but the nitro creme brulee had this before. It's super good. Very creamy, very sweet. Uh, you get the vanilla notes and the caramel notes. It's all in there together. Um, it's a, a little bit of a heavy hitter. You're in, in the double digits, you know, 10%. So thank goodness for the 12 ounce can. We couldn't do much more than that, but the nitro creme brulee Southern tier. Shouts to you. Shouts to you. I've never done that, but I've heard that about the can, those types of beers where you're supposed to, like it's not, I, I feel like I would screw that up. It's a, there's a lot going on there. It sounds. Me like. too. I, like the first thing I think is just going and then just, just flying. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Shoots just, up on yeah, you. Just shooting up on me. Like I, yeah. 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 It takes a little practice, but it, yeah. Cause it goes against everything you're used to, to doing and pouring a beer, but yeah. Keep that sucker straight up, up and down vertical. Let it come out and watch the nitro do its thing. Magical. Nice. Well, boys, cheers. Cheers. Bruise day. Cheers indeed. Gotta love it. Need it. All right. So let's get into mm. random topics we love to get off our chest. I'm going to go first because mine's really short. I just want to say I love you guys. That's really it. I do. Wow. I just want to say I love you guys because we haven't seen each other in a really long time. And there's a lot of people that I haven't seen and life is hard sometimes. And you just think about when something happens, you think about the people that you love and you're like, if I told these people that I love them, cause life's short, you never know what's going to happen. Not to be too morbid or anything, but like we all know in a blink of an eye, something can happen to whoever. And I just want to tell you guys, I love you. And that's it. Just had to get it off my chest. Wow. Love you too, bro. That's love you, man. Yeah. Thanks brother. That, that's, that's what we need more on that. I'm glad you said that. It's weird. You're right. Things happen in life, either to you or to other people. You know, we all heard, saw the news about Bob Sackett, this Saget this week. And like, you know, we could have a whole discussion on that, but you know, that was kind of earth shattering, honestly, to people of our generation and reading all the stuff from people that he was close to he always, he, he always did that. He always like, ended conversation with like, love you, love you guys. They said that always in a text message and a phone call people. He was, you know, did full house with the people that he, he knew on the, you know, comedy tours and things like that, but that he always, you know, you heard what his stand up is like and what he's like a stand up comedian. And you saw what he was like on full house. America's funny his home videoed and like he's somewhere in between there. But, you know, the deep relationships that he had with people was really meaningful and always seemed to, to, to share that. And it's a great point, Didi. We don't, we don't do it enough and it just makes you, you know, think about that stuff. So yeah, good choice today. Good choice. And you still felt compelled to say that after I gave Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> my vote of support, which means a lot. I mean, I mean, honestly, it means even more to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a lot of love. <laughs> I, I almost rethought everything I was going to say once we did that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Chris, get it off your chest, man. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, I, I've, I've realized that I've just, <laughs> shit. I've realized that I've just been a big dumb idiot the, all these years. Finally, uh, <laughs> finally, about time. My God, it's been since 2009 I've known you and you're finally getting it. Thank God. Oh, man. Uh, so the, the whole, it's like spring cleaning is the thing, right? It's always been like in the spring, you know, weather warms up, you open up the windows and then you clean out the house, you get rid of all the crap, whatever. Um, it wasn't until this week that I realized that like the smart people do winter cleaning so that they can just enjoy the spring because we have the baby coming. So we were like, all right, we got to get a lot of stuff done at the house. So we did our spring cleaning early, did a big clean out of the house. And I had a huge donation run that I took to Goodwill. Little did I know that like, this is peak season for Goodwill to the point that like I was we were like 10 cars deep waiting to give stuff to Goodwill and Goodwill knew it was happening where they had like, normally when I go to Goodwill, there's a person there, you hand them the stuff, they give you the receipt. Like it's all this whole, it's like you go with one person. There were so many people 
at Goodwill that they had like just buckets of stuff where it was like, if you brought this, put it here. If you brought this, put it here. If you brought this, put it here. And I mean, it was just like a mad dash of people dropping stuff off left and right. And it just hit me while I was doing it. I was like, this, these are, these are the smartest people in my town because they're getting rid of this stuff now so that when the weather warms up, they don't have to do this and waste their time while the weather's nice because, you know, in Pittsburgh, at least the weather's not always beautiful. So I learned that this week and I wanted to share it with our audience, ban, abolish, uh, whatever else you want to say, protest, spring cleaning and start doing your winter cleaning. You're welcome. I like that. Sounds like you were describing a Chick-fil-A drive-through there for a minute. <laughs> That's a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's one person there, but they had like blinds and there was multiple people. That's <laughs> what it felt like, man. It was like, yeah, it was fast paced and people were in line waiting. It was crazy. But yeah, that's funny you mentioned the winter. And I never thought about this until just now is that like we used to do our like and I guess we didn't call it spring cleaning, but it was like right before Christmas. My parents were like always, all right, go through your stuff. What haven't you worn? Whatever. And then like, you know, because basically because we were about to get a bunch of new shit and it's like all the stuff you don't want. Go take the Salvation Army or Goodwill or whatever. And I just never thought about that until just now that like my parents by, you know, knowing that we were getting all this stuff for Christmas, they were like, get rid of your shit now. So we, so indirectly, I had no idea, but that's what my parents were doing too. Smart people, smart Smart. people. And they also knew living in West Virginia that the weather was crappy then, but it was going to get better. And they didn't want to waste their time (laughs) cleaning out the house when they could be doing other stuff outside. So winter cleaning. I like it. I like it. Damn. Get it off your chest. Well, boys, Last week, was it last week? Within the past two weeks, it was me complaining about the rose parade because of, yeah. you know, prices of roses and wet flowers for a wedding. We are deep into the wedding planning right now. So I'm apologizing in advance for the next three and a half months that about 50% of the time, my get it off your chest statement might have something to do with weddings. And that includes today. So um, to throw back a little bit back to November, we talked about how like Thanksgiving is not for health, health conscious people, right? Like they shouldn't show up. Don't complain. You don't get a choice. The gluten free or is just, it's not for you. Well, I've come to the conclusion that neither are weddings. They're just not for those people and shouldn't be for those people. Okay. I'm talking about the vegans. I'm talking about the vegetarians, the gluten free the peanut allergy people that only eat like fish, but won't eat like this, but will eat plants and Whatever the, there's another name for that, something Tarians. Pescatarian. Thank you, thank you. See, this is crazy. This is getting out of hand. All right, this is getting out of hand. We had our food tasting this past week for our uh, our choices for our wedding for the reception. Del- <laughs> delicious food coming your way, boys. Let me tell you. But now we have to worry about this group of people that some tor- some sort of Tarian that we have to consider an alternate choice for these people. You know, everybody that has a digestive issue or has a choice that they make, you know, we have to, this wasn't the world that long ago, right? All of a sudden these things come up and listen, digestive issues that are like, whether genetic or whatever, that's one thing we understand. That's always been the case. That's always been a small minority. It's like maybe one or two people at a wedding, right? Where they've had to deal with that person. But now these groups are opening up to this this whole other thing, these whole other groups of people and weddings aren't for them. Like I said, we had some delicious food that we tried today, but the fact that we get, you know, three choices and we're debating whether or not the third choice should be for these vegetable people and these gluten-free people. Is like we're we're wasting a perfectly good dish for everyone else to choose from. So five, six, seven, eight people at our wedding can have something made with rutabagas. Like, just let everyone else enjoy the tasty choices instead of forcing a third selection for your weird belly and tummy. Okay, have an app, have a salad, plenty of that stare up. That's that stuff for you. For those that can't make that choice, we will help you. But those of you that can, 
just be quiet and enjoy. Dan, you should have like a bag lunch option to just bring your own. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. You just be like, put it on the invitation. There's a Wendy's down the street. <laughs> right. Remember, it was always like, uh, like when you go to uh, in school, when you go to the cafeteria, it'd be like, are you buying or did you pack? You should just have like that designation as people enter your wedding. Right. Are you buying or did you pack? <laughs> I love that. Yes. People, those people should be packing because <laughs> I'm telling you for us to say, there's one choice here that we should make for this small group of people and taking off a completely delicious choice for everybody else is, it just seems, it just seems wrong. It just seems wrong. <laughs> I like, I semi remember that from our wedding. I feel like I remember more just like that we needed a gluten free option. I don't remember like anything past that. Um, but we did get married like five years ago now. So I, I guess things, and maybe we did have other, like the pescatarian one. I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot you got to account for. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had tacos at ours. So it, it was, was amazing. So it was like relatively easy. It was just kind of like had to have a few prepared <laughs> for other people. So, but it was like the same, everyone ate, ate the same thing. They just couldn't have theirs prepared like in the same place or however that works. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was it for ours, but, but wedding tasting is fun though. I had so much fun wedding tasting and I was surprised how much, cause I didn't, we didn't, neither one of us cared about cake, but then all of a sudden, by the time we left, they gave us three cakes to try. And we were like fighting over which cake we actually wanted. And like the last thing we cared about was cake. We're like, dude, literally the cheapest cake. I don't care what it is. Just make sure there is one that we can cut. I don't give a shit. And then we ended up like fighting over which cake by the time we left. So. <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful experience. And, uh, you know, fortunately it only exacerbated this issue where how are we going to take away one of these delicious selections? So so-and-so can have a lentil cake or the veggie bouillonnaise or something you're like, we're going to really open that up for everybody when we know that number is five. So we've, we've worked around it. Thankfully we've worked around it. And you're going to have three delicious choices and those people will just have to bring a bag lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's down the street. But <laughs> you put on the invitation. That's right. one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the main course. And I can't wait for this, guys. Uh, Chris, you saw a tweet that said, name a song by a woman that you sing with your whole chest. And I am obsessed with this. Oh, immediately I identified with this tweet. I don't know who it was. I don't even remember how I saw it. I think like somebody else quote tweeted it and that's how I saw it. But um this is, this is made, this is made for us. And, uh, I honestly, I had trouble. I feel like we do things in threes here. So I had picked three and I had trouble whittling it down to the three, to the point that I'm probably going to have four, but uh, it was, it was hard. It, it, this was, this was difficult. Yeah. Once I got started, I couldn't stop. Like, it was just like, just yeah this could have went on the whole episode like i could have done this like we could just bring trading songs forever <laughs> right <laughs> oh well um let's see who who wants to start chris you found it start it okay uh i'm gonna go with i've ranked mine so i'm gonna go with my number three <laughs> and my number three is halo by beyonce Ooh, that's a great one. That's a great one. And it's like a, it's a, it's a Windows up jam because of how much I get into the halo, halo, and all that you know, whatever Beyonce does. Like I feel like Beyonce when I'm singing that song. So Halo by Beyonce. Let's go. Love it, Dan. That's that's a great choice. Um, I was kind of, kind of, kind of, there, there was one song, one song that instantly, I didn't even have to think about it, came to mind for me for this. And I have, to, I just have to start with it because um, anybody that knows me well enough probably knows this answer for me too, because maybe you've been in the car when I was 16 years old, but Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. 
And I mean, <laughs> I mean my whole chest and every breath of air inside of that to the max. That song, that was automatically where my head went. No questions asked. That's going on the list. Number one for me. And I, ha- I, I had to start. I can't even I can't even wait. I'm too excited to share that. That beautiful by Christina Aguilera gets gets my everything. Full vocal performance with that one. No, no brainer. Can I can I so an honorable mention that I had was Christina Aguilera's uh, song with a great big world that say something song. Ooh. Man, oh man. Yeah. Because she comes Chills in on that one. She comes in and then they bring it, it evens out the harmonies and whoo, with with just the piano. Damn. Yeah. Honorable That's mention. A, chills on that song. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. one. Yeah. Cause that song is trash until she shows up. And you're just <laughs> like, oh my God, this is where this song should this is where this song was supposed to go. This is incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Um, back to Beyonce, uh, formation for me, because, and and there's another Beyonce song. There's other Beyonce songs that I could have picked, but I kept it one artist for each of these, but formation is the one because I love that song so much. And then it gets to the second verse and you know, you sing a song by a woman with your full chest, whenever you were saying things that you shouldn't say, like when he, <laughs> when he fucked me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. And you're so into that song. I'm so into that song that I'm just saying it. And then it's like, oh shit. But yeah. And I, dude, I, Beyonce has me saying things I don't even relate to. That's freaking, yeah. Fire. Formation. Beyonce. That's awesome. Yeah. Great pick. <laughs> That's true. It's the essence and of this tweet. Just, it really yeah. is. You're just like, wait, did I just say that? Oh, God. <laughs> all right. And all of these will be on our playlist, by the way. So, uh, you can let us know which ones you identify with the most. Um, all right. The second one I want to, the second one is two songs by one artist. Okay. Um, Jordan Sparks, No Air, and Battlefield. I, bro, like it, it gets real. It gets so real when those songs come on, especially Battlefield, man. She's just like belting her heart out. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes love is like a battlefield. Let's go. I'll sing with you, Jordan. And then we just, we just rip it up. Um, shouts to Jordan Sparks. There was a little phase there uh, in Chris Gates's musical uh, life where Jordan Sparks was top of the list. For sure. Battlefield. Battlefield. Oh, man. No joke. That exact song is on my list. Jordan's Box Battlefield. (laughs) Dan, get your car. Come over here. Let's go for a ride. Let's go get the windows up. We'll be good. (laughs) It is. It's on my list. Battlefield. Jordan Sparks. How could you not? I'm with you, brother. I'm with you for everything you just said. Oh, love it. Oh, so good. What is she doing? Where's our girl? Hallmark Let's movies. Go. She, I know. Hallmark like, Christmas movie this year. Gosh, there's a void. There's a Jordan Sparks void right now, and we need it. And <laughs> love is like a battlefield, Jordan. <sighs> Full chest. <laughs> love it. Great picks. Dan. That was Dan's. That was my pick. Oh, that was your pick. Okay. Was ba- yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I wasn't just complimenting him. I'm not joking. That was a pick. We just went on a long, it was, was just this, the Jordan Sparks section. That's just right. what it was. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, Michelle Branch everywhere. Mm. Oh, everywhere. Like when that song comes on, t- like, cause she's screaming and then you're screaming. Cause that's, that song goes her everything just in out. Yeah. You're everywhere to me. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Michelle Branch, like my God, that song every time. That's that is that is good. I can't believe that didn't come to mind. That is really good. Um, Same. Sh- shout out to Michelle Branch, man. She just had bangers and then disappeared. Dude, it, the thing is, dude, it sucks when that song comes on in the grocery store. I'm at the grocery store or at Macy's or somewhere. You're in the middle of the mall, and that shit comes on, and you're and you're singing, but you're not the only one singing. So then you just keep right. singing. 
it's like right. you just look around you and everyone's singing. It's special. Incredible melody, incredible voice, incredible song. How did I not think of that? Great pick. Great pick. That makes me think of another honorable mention. Uh, we well, do this I'll, save, I'll save it to the end. I don't want to. I don't want to. This one could potentially be on your guys list. I'll save it to the end. Um, all right. The last one I have <laughs> is um, just ridiculous. Uh, Carrie Hilson, Pretty Girl Rock. <laughs> nice. My name is Carrie. I'm so very fly. Oh my, oh, wow. it's a little bit scary. Like, <laughs> again, hey, I'm rolling the windows up. Okay, I'm rolling <laughs> the windows up or we're having, or like I'm at a house party with people I'm comfortable with before there were cell phones that could record it, but I'm belting that song out. Carrie Hilson, man. Shouts to Carrie Hills. I also had a Carrie Hilson face back in the day, which I think is totally a plot. You did. You definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Remember that vividly. Um, speaking of phases, this uh, this this next pick for me, there was certainly a phase. And it's a shame that it ended. It, it really is a, sh- a shame that it ended because she put out some bangers and this girl can belt, can really sing. These words, Natasha Bedingfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my girl right there. Natasha Bedingfield shouts to you and these words, put that on repeat, put that on blast, put the windows up full chest vocal performance from me all the time, all the time. That was, that was a peak era for me. I remember correctly. That was also uh, one of the anchor songs during uh, the now era. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Daniel, Natasha Bedingfield, man, what a, what a combo. What a bro sister combo there. Those two, they need to come back. <laughs> Be great. Uh, and then this is where it gets tough, but I know we're going to do honorable mention. So screw it. Uh, Rihanna, stay. Um, that Ooh. song, like Chris has been saying, windows up for several reasons. I don't need anybody to see me when I am singing that song because that song is just, it's, it, it's about as good as Rihanna has ever sang in that song. And it's just a song full of like, there's like, there's not that many words in that song for one. This, they're just going, they're mirroring verses in that song. And then when they just do the stay part and they're just, and I'm not going to do that for you guys. I'll do that in my car, yeah. but it's just, everyone knows if you like that song, you know, you are making all those runs in your car and sounding like a fool, but to you, it's brilliant. So stay Rihanna. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm just glad we could, you know, it's what we're recording this on January 12th. We could start putting together the playlist for Dan's bachelor party. I think this is great. Uh, (laughs) The the one honorable mention I want to toss in here is uh, when you said Michelle Branch, it made me think of Vanessa Carlton. Right. What is that song called where she's on the thousand miles? Thousand miles. miles. Yeah. That's making my way downtown. Yeah. Walking fast. fast. This is passing them home by home. <laughs> special, special song. Special God, song. that piano, that wow, special. Way and ahead that, of her time. Way ahead of her time. Oh, um, oh, fun fact. Yeah, Vanessa Carlton. Fun fact. She sings that song first in concert. So people and basically just says, "All right, you got what you wanted. Stay if you want. Leave if you want." But she <laughs> yeah, does wow. it first, so everyone knows. All right, I did a thousand miles. Now I'm gonna do songs that you've never heard of Better not yeah. show up late <laughs> yeah yeah don't show up late. Be? <laughs> how pissed would you be <laughs> can't believe she didn't play that song <laughs> so she nope. started with that <laughs> what yeah she didn't even play the whole thing <laughs> let him do another song we were like what the hell oh god um, all right <laughs> honorable mention party in the usa miley cyrus we're bringing a little bit more energy here yeah that one Hundred percent of the time, party in the in the USA, no doubt about it. Should be the national anthem. <laughs> Should be the national anthem before every sporting event. Somebody sings "Party in the USA." Much better yeah. song for kids to sing, by the way, than the national anthem. I'm telling you, okay. Here comes blah 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 elementary school to sing "Party in the USA," the national anthem, and then it's perfect. That's true. 
just you know think about it <laughs> honorable mention paramore into you oh i thought about going paramore i thought i didn't know if that i thought about going there yeah it's Haley's group like i i thought about that right, same thing and i was like what are we doing here like <laughs> who's yeah. singing like yeah. right 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 yeah, I will say this is an amazing discussion because it led me down really quite the rabbit hole within the last few days of of all of these artists and listening and like, you know, being on, you know, Jordan Sparks Spotify for three hours. And then it was like <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. And then I just it was just and, and it was it just kept going. It really just kept going of all these great songs that haven't been played in far too long by these ladies. It's it was amazing. So, Chris, thank you for bringing this to our yes, attention. And, this is beautiful. And yes, we would love to hear. Our listeners, our viewers, what are those songs for you? Tell us. Yeah. Tweet us at Brunch Breakdown. And, dude, and what's that Haley Steinfeld song called? Love Myself? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, dude. Throw mm. it on the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. It song. is. I love that song. I love me. Yeah. Oh, man. Doing it now. Putting All right. Out. Well, <laughs> let's get into uh, some pizza topics. First, guys, your thoughts. Uh, Little Caesars hot and ready pizza, no longer five dollars. It is now five fifty-five. This is an interesting. This is an interesting evolution that I, I, I. This made me think of many other food items that I have grown attached to over the years that have had to change. And I feel like I don't know if past generations have had this. Probably they have. But like, for example, like that pizza place in college, you could get dollar slices and then like you graduate and then find out from somebody that like now the slices are a dollar 50 and like, you feel like you're not welcome on camp. It's a, not your campus anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in Oakland, there were Sorrento's and Antunes. They both had $5 whole pizzas. And then like one of them went up to six. So the other one went up to six and I don't even know what it is now, but it's like, I can't, Six dollars is still not that bad for a pizza. I can't buy pizza from there anymore, though. I can't do it. It's not my pizza place. It's not my Sorrentos or Antunes. And so I kind of feel that that way about this. This is not an astronomical increase in price, people. Okay. This is not this is not gonna break the bank for you. At least it shouldn't, but I don't, I don't it just doesn't feel right. That's well said. Yeah, like yeah. two quarters and a nickel seems like it shouldn't be a big deal. Right. But now I have to go and I, they're going to give me change back. (laughs) I don't want change. I don't want change from you. I don't want that extra dollar, the quarters, the nickel. It's just, it's like when subway dropped the $5 foot long and Mm. it's just like, why am I paying twice the amount (laughs) for this sub than I used to? And they don't even really, they brought that back maybe once and they have like, deals now where it's like six and seven dollars and that's a good deal like get the hell out of here i want five dollar foot thongs back that's the one i want and it's the same thing with the hot and readies over 25 years they have not changed this price 25 years and all of a sudden 555 now what are they claiming right now obviously with inflation and things like that are going on but they are saying you're getting 33 percent more pepperoni that's part of the advertising campaign that they're going with you're getting 33 percent more pepperoni. That's part of the reason for the increased price and quote unquote increased value. So Chris, I can see there's a stunned look on your face. Let's go to Chris Gates for more. Chris. This is all Shaq's fault. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It's going all back full we circle to our tip people discussion. off on this. We told people to be worried <laughs> about the pepperoni shortage and it is here. I'm like pissed and amazed, pissed at Shaq, but also just like continue to be amazed at how we speak things into existence on this podcast. That was over a year ago when we oh, yeah. said like Shaqaroni is driving up the price of pepperoni and we have a pepperoni shortage. Shaq, you got to stop this. And now look, look what happened. Look what he did. It is. It is Shaq's fault. We, we, and we, you're right. We spoke it into existence and here we go. And now we've got increased hot and ready increased prices in over 25 years because of Shaquille O'Neal. It, 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 yeah, I, it makes me think of that. You mentioned Oakland, Chris. What's the bar? It's closed now. You used to have $2 PBRs like every day, like every night. It's closed now, though. It was in Oakland. Is it, it called? Was it? 
Um, they had Peters? the dance floor upstairs. Peters? That Peters? That's yeah, it? Had, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Oh, the, or there was PCAF. That was the other one that had dance floor and like an Peters. upstairs. That's Peters, Peters for short. And, and they had PBRs $2 every day. And I just could think if I went there and like they said it was like two fifty, I'd be like, it's not appealing anymore. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll pay three dollars somewhere else just so I don't have to hear you say two fifty. Yeah. This isn't my Peters anymore. Like, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not what you do here. Like you don't know you do two dollar PBRs. Other places do other prices. You do two dollars, and that's yeah. what we do. And that's how I feel about this little Caesar's thing. It's like no, no, you have five dollar pizza. Someone else has other dollar pizzas. You have five dollar pizza. That's your job. Five dollars. It's a disgrace. In, in complete agreement. And yeah. uh, I think I think it's time. I think it's time for us to tweet at Shaq again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Shaq. Even though the Shaqaroni pizza, if you guys get it, it's pretty. It's amazing to look at. Yeah, you got one, right? It's pepperoni all the way through the crust. It's all <laughs> over the. It's it's an incredible thing. It's no one needs that. Nobody. I, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't need it. But if you're gonna get some Papa John's, shakaroni is the way. Just okay. throwing it out there. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of pizza, Rent.com put out another list that uh, has a city that we all love on it. They put out their uh, best cities for pizza rankings, and <laughs> shouts to Tyler Malone for uh, hooking us up with this one bright and early. This well, at least bright and early for me this morning. I was like. <laughs> Christ, Tyler's looking at pizzas at 6 a.m. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, Dan, or who's got this up? Chris has this up. But, uh, you know, what are your initial thoughts on this? Let's go through. Let's go through. Well, they say it takes more than just a good slice to get on this list. So, <laughs> yes. So there are multiple factors that went into this, right? It's They said you can't just judge pizza based on taste, right? Because some people like the sauce, some people about the cheese, some people it's about the thickness of the crust. And so they couldn't, that's not rent.com's job, right? It's clearly not what they're, <laughs> they do. Um, so there were a number of dynamics they considered for this, this list. Um, and one of them was accessibility to pizza. And they looked at the nation's 300 biggest cities and they scored each on these three factors. Percentage of pizza restaurants compared to all restaurants in a city. Number of pizza restaurants per square mile. And number of pizza restaurants per 100,000 residents. So that's what they're taking into consideration here because, spoiler alert, New York City is not in the top 10. So just brace yourself, folks, as we go through the top 10 here, Chris, as you scroll on your screen, tell them, tell them what rent.com came up with. All right. Uh, yeah. If you're not watching at number 10, we have Manchester, New Hampshire at number nine. We have Worcester, Massachusetts. Number eight, Cambridge. My God, did my wife make this list? Massachusetts <laughs> swears they have the best pizza up there. A lot of Northeast anyways. on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, New York comes in at number seven. Wow. Miami, Florida going South. For number six, number five, Bridgeport, Connecticut, back up into New England. Number four, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a city nobody ever wants to go to. Uh, at number three, New Haven, Connecticut. Popular one. A lot of people talk about New Haven pizza. Lots of people. Uh, and number two, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, of course. America's most livable city and the best city for nightlife in the United States. And then at number one, we have Rochester, <laughs> New York as your top pizza place in the United States. Um, the reason this initially stuck out to us was because Pittsburgh is at number two. And Dan and I live here and Didi obviously has a strong connection to here. So we're like, huh. <laughs> I, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> I have never once thought as somebody who grew up in the Pittsburgh area, lived in Pittsburgh for five or so years. And um, I never thought of myself that I was living in one of the greatest pizza towns in the world. Yes. You, little did we all know, right? Pittsburgh ranks number one 
in the country with nearly 71 pizza restaurants for every 100,000 restaurant uh, Pittsburghers residents, 71 restaurants for every 100,000 residents, which is almost 3.9 pizza restaurants per square mile. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That, but you know what? I think what people don't understand, like we obviously have listeners from all over the country. If you're not from here, if you've never been here, you got to understand the geography of Pittsburgh. Okay. People don't cross rivers. They don't go to different townships or neighborhoods. And like to go from one street to the next, you have to like go up over a mountain most of the time. So like people don't want to do that. So I guess that's why there has to be that many pizza places. I, I, I never realized that, that we were chock full of them. It's once you start to think about it, you're like, wait, damn, why are those pizza places so close? Yeah. But yeah. like, man, I, I just can't get over the fact that Pittsburgh just keeps showing up on this list <laughs> on, on these lists. And I think, I think maybe somebody does the person who runs like marketing for rent.com. Are they from Pittsburgh? Like we need to do it's some not digging. Me. We need it's some, not me. <laughs> some serious <laughs> digging on no, one who runs rent.com. You're right. It is odd that Pittsburgh keeps showing up on these lists. Best nightlife, best pizza cities. I mean, they've got the analytics to support it. Uh, we've got the number, the percentage, this one blows my mind. The percentage of restaurants in the city of Pittsburgh, 18% of them are pizza restaurants, 18%. (laughs) It's an insane, insane number. And now I understand, like, if you ever go on uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of those food delivery apps, I'm like, this is all pizza places. It's all pizza places. And now I know this is why. This actually makes sense. If you like add the lists together, it's the best place for nightlife because there's just like only bars here. And if there's only bars here, you need pizza places everywhere. So the drunk people can get their pizza. So actually it's starting to make sense as rent.com breaks down the analytics of our city here. Um, So one thing they brought up though, was like the Beto's, style pizza where you have like the, 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 the baked pizza, but then you put cold cheese on top of it. Are you guys a fan of that? Huge. Cause that's how oh. the Carlos pizza is at home, which is the best pizza in the world. But Beto's Chalcelia, they yeah. have great pizza too. But yeah. yeah I, I love that style. Cause you, you close the box. If you, if you're getting it to go, you close the box by the time you get it home, it's just like partially melted. You still have that. Oh, mm. that's, I don't know how many people experience that, you know, nationwide. They may not really get what we're grasping here, but it's a, it's a phenomenon and it's wonderful. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. I don't know if I've had pizza in any of these other cities, Rochester, New Haven. I mean, I haven't been to most of them. I've been to Philadelphia, uh, Bridgeport, Miami, Buffalo, Cambridge, Worcester, I just... Manchester. I've not, I, yeah, I've really not even been to any of these places. So we've got friends in Rochester, right? Who and also have lived yes. in Pittsburgh. We got to get her on the source here to give us her pizza take. And Dee, obviously, your wife has the New England area covered here with half of this list. Oh, so yeah. you know, I, I'm sure she's spoken these these good words to you about the pizza. She swears it's the best, like the best pizza comes from up there. Hmm. Swears, but also with these places, though, this is an interesting thing with these places. Like she lived there her whole, like you know, she lived there for twenty some odd years. So like she knows that pizza. But like when you go to New England, I'm not, I don't want to eat pizza. I want to eat like lobster or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I go to Philadelphia, I'm not necessarily thinking about eating pizza there. So I find that to be like an interesting thing in this list, where it's like I. Like, I guess, you, I mean, of course, like this list, you know, you've got to live there because I just think about like, I don't care about the pizza when I go to visit like my in-laws. Like, I don't <laughs> I'm not worried about pizza. Don't like. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I know I've had it and like they swear by this pizza. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's pizza. All right. But you know what's awesome? A lobster roll. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Not pizza. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. You know, city and again, cities like New York, Chicago, not on this list. But when you take those analytics into consideration, you now understand why 
Um, it is that way. I think Chicago was in like the forties on this list. They didn't went down to the top 50 and yeah, Miami. What about Miami being there in the top 10? That one's kind of out of nowhere, right? You kind of got the Northeast and Pennsylvania in there and a couple, but all of a sudden we go down to Florida. Another place. That's another place. You're like, am I eating Mexican food when I go to, am I eating not Mexican food? I'm eating Mexican food when I go to Miami. Am I eating pizza when I go to Miami? No. Yeah, and that's that a big doesn't... city, so they have to have. It's got to be a lot. Yeah, a lot of pizza places. When I think pizza, I think like I, I do think the Northeast and I think the Midwest, just because it's like you need comfort food, right? Because it gets so damn cold. Um, I don't. I don't really think of a place like Miami. No, I don't. Uh, the worst in the country is Sandy Springs, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, some of this list at the bottom. There's a lot of Texas. Texas, you're well represented, but Sandy Springs, Georgia, the absolute worst. Like some of these restaurants per square mile are in the hundredths of, of the decimal, like 0.03. In Pittsburgh, we're like, we don't even have to walk that far to run into one. 0.03 miles, boom, pizza restaurant, and you're getting one in that radius. <laughs> Forget about it. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> the portion more I think pe- about it, man. Proportion of, proportion of restaurants that are pizza restaurants, 1.15. What did I tell you Pittsburgh's was? 18. 18%. 18.19. I can't comprehend the number that small. I can't. I, I want to see the rest of the pie chart. Like, I want to see the rest of it. Like, all right, 18%. That's a yeah, lot what, of restaurants. Wow. What's what the, rest the rest of, of them? that? Because yeah. in Pittsburgh, it was like every time a blockbuster went out of business, it became a pizza place, <laughs> basically. Or a fa- every time family video went out of business, it became a pizza place. Yeah. Amazing. The highest number for proportion of pizza restaurants is uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. 22% of their restaurants are pizza restaurants. Now, their pizza restaurants per square mile is one of the lower ones, uh, 1.8%. Uh, but Miami has the highest number there. 5.25 pizza restaurants per square mile. So Pittsburgh and Miami both coming with big numbers there, but shouts to the rent.com fam, man. They just, you know, speaking high praise for the steel city and we appreciate you. Once I stopped sharing, I tried to find their, uh, staff directory and I could not find it. Well, shouts to you guys who are homeowners in Pittsburgh, because like, I mean, all these lists having Pittsburgh at number two on every single list, it's like, they're not number one, but they're always number two, which is why I think there's some shady dealings going on in there that (laughs) Pittsburgh's always number two, just to make sure it's like, well, I mean, we can't live here, but Pittsburgh's number two, but that's good for you guys. Cause I mean, Hey, property values. Hey, 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 absolutely. We're in for for the long haul. I'm ready to sell my house to Domino's. Let's go. Yeah, I need another pizza restaurant to pop up. There's none on my street, so there's a need. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, let's get into uh, the newer music that we're listening to this week. Um, <laughs> for the playlist, for the Sounds of Brunch playlist that is going to be absolutely packed this week with all of our songs that we sing with our that by women that we sing with our chest and some newer music. So, um, <laughs> Dan, what are you listening to this week, dude? Uh, starting it off with a, a group called Cannons. I think I had them on uh, probably back in 2020. They had a, a hit song called Fire For You. Uh, really great alternative group that I'm a big fan of. And they just released a song this past week called Purple Sun. Uh, it's a really good song, but it's a better song in May through September. Okay, Purple Sun, There, it, it's got a warm summer vibe to it it's kind of like this reggae synth pop almost combining styles and it is it's kind of uh it's kind of you know jammy and i i like it a lot when it's 10 degrees outside i'm not feeling the vibe quite as much so i'll be looking forward to playing this in the warmer summer months but uh they got a full-length album coming out that i'm excited about too so uh purple sun from cannons nice christopher you got you got to try that with Kiefer Sutherland too, Dan. Wait till the weather warms up a little bit. Yeah, that'll it. do the trick. Yeah, try it. Uh, Nakopak released <laughs> another new song that's going to be coming off of their uh, upcoming full-length album. 
The song is called Gasoline. Um, I just, this is the second song they've released from the upcoming album. Um, I love both of them. I really love this song. It's basically about just like, hey, you're not liking the situation you're in, burn it to the ground. Um, but Knuckle Puck always brings an edge to everything that, uh, that they put out. And uh, I'm really liking what I'm hearing from this upcoming album so far. So we'll put Gasoline on the playlist this week. Nice. All right. Well, uh, The Weeknd put out his album, Don FM. And here's another early award for the Brunchies. Uh, Don FM is probably going to be the album of the year. Like this album is incredible. Like it's a concept album and it's just so cool. And all the videos and stuff from this album are really awesome to check out. Um, But I want to put on the playlist Out of Time and Here We Go Again. They basically run into each other on the album and it's the album's incredible. I love The Weeknd. It's like, if you like Michael Jackson, but let's say Michael Jackson was on drugs and had lots of sex, it's The Weeknd. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great really analogy. Right. It's a great analogy. It, very true. And it, it is. It's an incredible album. It's going to be hard for anybody to, to top that. It's amazing to think that this dude just keeps getting better. Yeah. Right? You know, we saw him headline Coachella years ago when he was, you know, on top then, but he's just getting better better which is crazy to actually think that it's happening uh those songs are great actually i'm gonna steal chris's last song combine it with dd's picks (laughs) gasoline off of the week off of dawn fm also a very good song interesting interesting song a little different vibe but that's kind of why i like it how i like it early on in there so maybe we'll throw that on as well uh next pick for me is from a group called mute math Uh, you may have heard of them they've been around for a while kind of american alternative rock group um they just released a song called love light away and it the first time i heard this song and i'll be curious if you guys get this same vibe it sounds like it was made for a movie during a driving scene very specific i know but i can i I can just see it happening this song is going to be played in a movie and there's some sort of driving scene going on so uh you know it's kind of a simple keyboard synth tune in the background with some really great vocals uh from mute math so uh love light away from mute math check it out nice we're gonna put daddy yankee on the playlist because of all this gasoline we're gonna put gasoline <laughs> on the playlist Please. this is gonna Please. be the best playlist uh early candidate for best playlist 2022 <laughs> i'm going back to knuckle puck uh for song number two they did a cover of the song Chocolate by, I believe, the 1975. Mm, love that song. And I think that this is a cover that holds up. You guys will have to let me know what you think next week, but I really think this is a cover that holds up because they have a lot of the groove from that original song, but they also give their spin to it. Um, I, I personally like this version of it better than the original. Uh, I'm probably a little bit biased, but put it on the playlist this week interested to hear that because that's yeah. two completely different styles because that's yeah. about as poppy as it gets that 1975 song so yeah right right oh huh. right. uh, what do i got okay fireboy dml and ed sheeran peru this song is not something you've heard from ed sheeran before it is like an island jam that you would expect to hear justin bieber on but it's ed sheeran and it's really good it seems like Ed Sheeran was jealous of Justin Bieber doing all these songs that are, you know, perfect just to, you know, be chilling on a beach and some island on. And he decided to get on one himself. So um, check this one out. It's it's really cool. Just, you know, Ed can do whatever he wants at this point. It doesn't really matter. So it's cool to hear him on this song um, with Fireboy DML Peru. Check it out. Cool. You know, we've given away a number of brunchies here already today, and <laughs> I think I might want to give away another early candidate that Travis Barker might win this damn award again this year. Uh, Didi, you shared the clip with us of his him covering Adele's Easy On Me. You know, it, it's a pop punk remake of it, and it is unbelievably good, and it's been in my head for over a week, and it's amazing. I wish I could put that clip on the playlist, because I would. The 30-second video We'll tweet it out. It's amazing. Um, so since that can't be my pick and we've already talked about the, the weekend, I'll give you one other um, neon trees. You guys remember the song? Everybody talks 
was very popular on the radio, eventually got overplayed and led to their demise until they came back in. And now their, their new stuff is really, really good. So they revisited this track um, and kind of did a different rendition of it a little bit. It's a little bit more stripped back. It's not quite acoustic, but it kind of has those elements. It's kind of more of a jam session of this song. And I thought it was a nice refresh uh, that they did a nice job that I've really liked everything they've done in, in the past few years to kind of, you know, rebound from a band that everybody just got sick of hearing. So uh, the Everybody Talks Revisited version from Neon Trees. Nice. I haven't heard from them in a while. Yeah. Um, the last one, I'm just staying knuckle puck. We're going to do another one. Uh, <laughs> I figured, you know, I got two. Might as well go three. Their song, No Good. It's not new, but it's very good. It's my favorite I, I song. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, it's kind of the early one that put them on the map, but it's just so damn good uh it's raw it is emotional and it hits i love it so toss it on the playlist nice um got a artist that i never heard of before this week dude named damien he's got a song called how to be an outcast and this song is really cool the rest of his music i didn't like i was very excited to listen to the rest of it after i heard this song i was like oh where's this gonna go then i listened to his music and i was like eh, all right this song is good though but maybe you'll like his music. I don't know. But uh, I guarantee you this song will make you want to listen to more music by him. And you can decide if you like it or not. But uh, Damien, How to Be an Outcast. Really like this song. Dude, that's the worst. I hate yeah, that. It sucks. <laughs> it, like, I found somebody. Look at this. Oh, oh it, you have a good song. Crushes my soul. <laughs> it hurts so bad when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, that what a, is what a playlist. I know that is what we're listening to. Uh, you guys, you talked all about Kiefer Sutherland. Didn't say anything about Pit to the Palace, or was it called? Is that what's called? Pit to the Palace from the Pit, not the Palace. Whatever the Antonio Brown song is called. Oh yeah, Didn't even mention it. God, that's true. That's true, Chris. Did you listen to that? No. Oh, <laughs> was I supposed oh. to? Now you're yes. skipping it. It's on the playlist. It's on the playlist. Oh, well, then I did. I didn't realize it was Antonio Brown. Uh, it, cool. It was, that's a good thing. Or a bad it thing. was good. It was great. It's Kanye's <laughs> favorite song right now. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> well, boys, that's it. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here on the brunch breakdown? Uh, how to be an outcast. Say that you like Kiefer Sutherland's music. That's the, uh, that's the answer to that guy's song. That's yeah, perfect. take take uh, Chris's music suggestions with a grain of salt moving forward. But what you can do is uh, get in now, move to Pittsburgh, the number two ranked city in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> number two, that should be on their number sign. <laughs> We're always number two, <laughs> the number two ranked city in the entire world. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's the brunch breakdown. We're out.